I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here with Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg, the author of 15 books, the subject of a documentary, uh, more books on the way, the subject of an extensive year-long uh, radio series, and now the host of her own show. You're listening to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Florence Weinberg. Doc, how are you? I am doing okay. Thank you, Frank. How about you? Uh, uh, doing well. Uh, I should ask, how is the state of Texas doing? And are, are you in good hands? <laughs> well, we are uh, at odds, very much odds with the governor at the moment. Uh, we talked about this last week, and it's gotten worse, actually, not better. Because the Texas Supreme Court has backed Governor Greg Abbott's ban on masks for school children in the state of Texas. Wow. If you can imagine. And so that's what I want to talk about. So it, it's it, it it's a ban on masks. It's not even optional? Like a child's not even uh, allowed to wear a mask? Is that what it is? Uh, it's a ban on requiring masks. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh. yes, it's optional. Uh, and, of course, uh, we have enough parents, I'd say a third of the parents, maybe more, uh, believe in Trump's uh, line that uh, COVID, even de the Delta variant, is not serious. It's just another flu. Uh, the fact that people, that the hospitals are now full in Texas, and the, the fact that children are, uh, I should say, Children are part of this flood of people in the hospitals and and on ventilators even. Uh, and, of course, Trump and company always believed that the children were not subject to this at all. They were immune to, uh, to COVID. Well, they are not, certainly not immune to the Delta variant. Um, but those parents uh, who believe the Trump line, and there are many, and believe me, uh, they are exposing their children to uh, to Delta without the mask because, of course, they don't wear masks. They know that the whole thing is trivial and it's a lie, uh, that it's a conspiracy on the part of the, the Democrats and the deep state. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they're going around unmasked, and so their children are coming to school unmasked. Uh, so it it is a real problem. Well, the uh, the county judge Nelson Wolf and our uh, our mayor Ron Nirenberg have defied the Texas Supreme Court order, and they are mandating <laughs> uh, masks in schools in uh, San Antonio. Now, one of the major uh, school areas is obeying the governor, however. <laughs> wow. So it's a mixed scene, and it's a mess. Uh, but I notice as I go around the city and shop for groceries, for instance, and for drugs in the drugstore, that almost everybody is wearing ma a mask now. Almost everybody. There are still two or three people I come across without them, but the large majority is wearing masks. Well, that's uh, that's good. By the way, you have an excellent mayor. 
uh, over there yes. in San Antonio. Yes, he is excellent. We have, and and our our uh, county judge uh, Nelson Wolf is also. He's uh, uh, he stands with Nirenberg most of the time, and uh, the two of them are quite a force for sanity in the midst of this maelstrom of uh, madness that we are encountering right now. Um, so anyway, the, to talk about the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is stacked with Trumpist Republicans uh, because Texas law, law um, uh, allows uh, uh, judges to be um, run for office. Uh, are you still there? Yes. Okay. Uh, to run for office, and um, and the candidates themselves were handpicked by the governor to uh, to follow the Trump line, mm-hmm. and uh, they they were elected by uh, by Texas voters this last election, and uh, they have uh, of course followed uh, Abbott's wishes as far as their. Uh, judgment on this matter of local authority versus the authority of the governor in matters of local emergencies. (laughs) Um, Now, Texas law has uh, has not changed on that matter. In an emergency, local officials have always in Texas been given the power to uh, take measures to counter a local emergency, because the local people know what a local emergency is all about and how to deal with it. But now we have a governor who has usurped that, uh, that power and is dictating what should be done from uh, the governor's office in, uh, uh, in Austin for the entire state. So local authorities be damned. Wow. So he has usurped local rights. And he has also usurped power over the Supreme Court. And so we have one supposedly equal uh, branch of government that is subservient to the executive branch. And then we take the state legislature. Uh, we, uh, the nation is informed of what's going on in the Texas state legislature because uh, the Democrats walked out uh, of the legislature to uh, break a quorum. Because in the first special, well, actually in the, in the session itself, uh, the Republicans were about to pass a draconian law to further restrict uh, voter rights for general elections. And the Democrats, of course, were opposed. They, they debated. They got up on the floor, objected, and did all of that, and they were ignored. Uh, there were several hundred people from the populace who came uh, to point out that uh, Texas voter laws were restrictive enough as it was. We didn't need any further restrictions. They were ignored. And so the Democrats walked out and went to Washington. And you all are aware of that. Yeah. That's national news. That's That was big news. Yes. Yeah. And they are still walking. They are still out. 
but the governor has done two things. He has um, stopped the pay for the legislators and their staffs. So there's no more money coming in for the secretaries and the pages and the other people, the little people, the people who actually make the government work. They are out of money. They are living on their savings right now. And, of course, the legislators themselves are also. Uh, And then, let's see what else here. Um, So he's paying the Republicans... Because they're showing up to work is what his, you know, that's his I think that's opinion. correct. I, I haven't heard the Republicans complaining about uh, not having money for the groceries. Uh, but right. <laughs> but uh, oh, and, uh, the other thing is that he uh, has um, signed a, arrest warrants for all the uh, Republican legislators. De- Democratic uh, uh, legislators. The right? Democratic right. ones, yes. Wow. Who broke quorum. No kidding. And uh, police oh. are going uh, going to their homes and going to their offices to see if they can be caught. And I don't think any have been caught so far. <laughs> so how, how long do the, if this is a, a game of keep away by the Dems, and a noble one, right, in, in a sense, uh, what are, uh, what, is the, what is the deadline? Is there a deadline on it? Uh, no, there's no deadline because uh, the governor keeps calling special sessions. Um, the second special session, I think there was a deadline on that, and the time was up, and so he has called a third special session now. Uh, and the the Democratic legislators are still out, so there is no quorum. Uh, there are 200 uh, state legislators, and the quorum is 150. And uh, there are slightly more than 50 uh, Democratic legislators uh, who have walked out. So uh, what the governor is attempting to do is to reduce the state legislature to a lackey of his will, uh, which is to restrict voting powers uh, to the point where only white males practically (laughs) <laughs> will qualify to vote in the state of Texas. <laughs> wow. uh, suddenly moving polling places in the last minute, uh, taking away uh, uh, mail-in, mail-in ballot boxes uh, so that uh, uh, there is one or two, uh, there is one box or possibly two boxes for the city of Houston, which has uh, five million people in it. Uh, and so on and so forth, that sort of trick. And, of course, outlawing um, uh, 24-hour voting and voting uh, from the car, the automobile uh, voting, and that necessitated having voting boxes where you could slip, like mailboxes, where you could slip the ballot in. Uh, So all of that has been outlawed. Um, wow. And and there are further res- draconian restrictions as well. Uh, so, oh, yes, the other thing, the horrible thing was I, the, uh, the Democrats got them to remove that uh, provision that if the uh, prevailing party, which, of course, is the Republican Party, 
decides that there is something fishy in the election and it's up to them to, to make that decision, then they can overturn the will of the people, no matter if the Democrats in the state overwhelmed the Republicans. It doesn't matter. They can set aside the popular vote and impose their own um, their own uh, uh, provisions there. If it's a national it's a vote for president, then they can send their own re- electors to the electoral college. You know, this uh, is a blood sport. I mean, wow! Is this a the Texas politics? Is a, it, it's just terrible. well, it's, it is already the case in Georgia, so it, we aren't alone yeah. in that. Um, so all three branches of government, as I say, are supposed to be equal, but the gov- the governor has taken control of all three. In other words, the executive is running things, and he is uh, taking the position of a, of a dictator in this state. Wow. I, and this yeah. is, boy, this is disturbing. I mean, I, I appreciate the, uh, the, the update on this, and I know there's a lot more uh, to go, but what is the end game? Where does it, in your mind, where does it end? The only the only way it could end, of course, with these, uh, if if this if HR one or S if it's S one two uh, also, uh, which is the uh, the voting voter rights bill doesn't pass the Senate in the in our uh, that is the national Congress of the United States, if it doesn't pass. Then we are really in the soup here in the, in Republican states, and there are 48 states, I think, that have passed uh, over 100 uh, voter restriction laws similar to the ones that are uh, pending right now in Texas and already passed in Georgia and Florida. So uh, democracy is hanging by a thread, it seems to me, and it all depends on H.R. 1 in Washington. And that's, of course, why our state legislators went there, was to try and get uh, Congress, that is the Senate, uh, to pass H.R. 1, and it did not happen. Amazing. So we're still waiting for that. This is amazing. Doc, this is, I, you know, I, I know, look, I know what's going on in Georgia, but it's, this is... It's got to be unprecedented, at least recently unprecedented. And I don't want to tell you what man, what former president set the stage for all of this. And, uh, you know, he set the the um, uh, the atmosphere for all of this, too. Is, uh, is, yes. Is, yeah. Wow. Yes. It, well, the fact that he uh, uh, he told the big lie, in other words, he started uh, planting suspicion early. Uh, even before the election, that uh, something terrible was going on in the deep state and that uh, there were unfair practices going on and, and that he was being targeted unfairly and on and on. And then, of course, when he lost the election, uh, he trumpeted that uh, he actually had won, but the deep state had, uh, uh, and, of course, the Democrats, uh, part of part of the evil uh, the evil forces uh, had uh, uh, faked uh, Biden's win 
and uh, so he, this had to be resisted by all loyal Republicans, and so this big lie is, is perpetuated. And all of these anti, anti-voter laws are being passed on the theory that there was fraud in this past election, and there is absolutely no evidence of fraud in this past election. But the continued drumbeat that there was has convinced uh, almost half of the population that there's something fishy here that we we have to uh, we have to deal with this, and so all these laws are being uh, hatched and passed. So uh, that's our situation. Yeah, you know, I I can't I can't get over the fact that Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham on the 6th, the, the day of the insurrection, which was inexcusable, one of the most disgraceful uh, events of our, our time. Lindsey Graham, a Trump apologist for the most part, uh, stood up and said, and I've said this before on, on this show, I've said it many times, but uh, he stood up and he said, look, he said, uh, he, he said they, they, the Trump folks, he said, and I prayed Trump would win. I did not want Joe Biden. I know Joe Biden for many years. I did not want him to be the president. I prayed that he would lose. But I'm telling you right now, the Trump folks said to me and said to everyone that there's 10,000 examples of voter fraud. He says, okay, show them to me. And this is Lindsey Graham, Republican Lindsey Graham, saying, saying, show them to me. And he said they didn't. Then I said, okay, well, show me uh, 1,000. They didn't show me 1,000. Show me 100. You know what? Can you show me 10? Can you show me 10? And then he said, can you show me one? Just one mm-hmm. example of it. He said, they didn't show any. He said, Joe Biden won the election. Why would Lindsey yeah. Graham say that? And what? why do the people that insist to uh, listening to, to former President Trump, why don't they listen to Lindsey Graham now? They listened to him when he was apologizing for Trump, uh, you know, almost uh, religiously, almost uh, just... You know, they took every word that he said at at mm-hmm. his uh, at its face value. Uh, why won't they take his on face value now? Right. I mean, every, uh, McConnell also uh, right. on the day after, uh, or possibly on the day of the insurrection on the sixth of January, uh, blamed uh, the president <laughs> for. Uh, and the, uh, uh, the conspiracy uh, that uh, that there was fraud in the election. Uh, so, uh, and uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy also, all of them, were, were telling the truth. And then all of a sudden they all do the, uh, the about face and swallow the big lie and perpetuate the big lie because they're afraid of the voters, the voters who revolted on the 6th and the uh, uh, who carried on this insurrection the voters who are convinced that Trump won and on and on because of all the propaganda which continues uh, from Fox News and Newsmax and others but particularly those two and on Facebook and on Twitter and uh, most of these uh, media, which can be used uh, to perpetuate myths and lies, and that people will believe 
people will believe that the vaccines are implanting chips in people so they can be wow. controlled by the deep state. Wow. Um, and that uh, they are uh, somehow going to affect a woman's fertility. And, I mean, you name it, there are myths out there, fraudulent stories out there uh, galore. And people will believe what they read on Facebook, but they will not believe uh, what science tells them, uh, which is a great puzzle to me. Uh. But that's our situation. This is unbelievable. I don't know. Now, what what's going on? I mean, if you draw a parallel with Georgia, with what's going on in Texas, it's not the same drama, right? I mean, it's just simply like the Dems didn't walk out in Georgia, right? We're not looking at the right. same thing. This is different. This is yeah. Yeah, this is this is a takeover of the entire government by the governor at the moment. Uh, who uh, is calling the shots for the Supreme Court. Uh, and by the way, the uh, the lower courts all stood with, uh, with the uh, local people in uh, saying that this ban against masks in schools uh, is invalid and cannot stand and is against the uh, common sense uh, desire to safeguard our children. So, um, uh, so there is a conflict of the courts against the courts, the lower court against the, the Supreme Court, which is in the lap of uh, Governor Abbott. Um, what do you think the people? Now you're a Democrat, and you and you made no bones about that. And Abbott, of course, is is playing to the the extreme of the Republican Party, but not all. Not all Republicans are created equal, right? There, are, there That's have to right. Be, there are lots of Republicans who do not believe the Trump line, but and uh, uh, and some of them are writing uh, uh, op eds too. Um, so, uh, yeah, there there are some sane Republicans, but they are not in dominant positions at the moment, unfortunately. So, what what, what exactly? I, like if you went to did a referendum around the uh, around the state, and you did you know uh, certainly around the cities, I have to imagine San Antonio would if people are wearing masks um, like that, they would win the referendum, right? To, uh, that that masks should be mandated, I would think. Right. But uh, what is the what would the the state? I, I mean, is he taking a chance to? Uh, by by going this far extreme, uh, can moderate Republicans bail to let's say a Beto if Beto is is talking about running? And well, uh, we have there is one Republican that uh, has name recognition and is well liked, and his name is Joe Strauss, and he was Speaker of the House in the, at the Texas Legislature for twenty years, I think, something like that, and he. He retired, but he's still uh, vigorous and uh, uh, would be able. He's considerably younger than Trump and uh, and Biden, and uh, he is a Republican, um, and he has always been um, a 
bipartisan Republican. He has uh, always worked uh, with Democrats to get things done at the state legislature level and has been successful. And when he retired, uh, the uh, Republicans and Democrats, of course, divided into enemy camps, uh, which had not been the case under Joe Strauss. So he would be a Republican candidate who could run and who is known st- uh, statewide, and he might have a chance of winning. A, a primary, right? A, a primary against Abbott, right? I'm sorry? I, I said he has a chance of winning the primary against Abbott, just to clarify. Yeah. 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 And when would that be? When does, uh, when does a primary take p- place? Oh, gosh, I don't have a date for you. But it's 2022, right? It's not 2021. Right. Right. So you got um, another year of this chaos to, yes. to happen. Yes, we will have a year of this chaos. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and the other possible candidate uh, is uh, Beto. Uh, Beto. Is Beto, yes. Yeah. Beto uh, O'Rourke. And... Um, uh, he, of course, is a Democrat, so uh, uh, Strauss might have a better chance because he would uh, draw Republican votes as well as Democratic votes, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so anyway, we have two candidates here who could uh, could stand against Abbott. And uh, uh, I know Beto O'Rourke has the energy to go statewide in, in a uh, camper and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and visit with all the local people and uh, uh, draw people to himself that way. Um, So he is a man of the people, and uh, he has uh, very fine uh, ideals, uh, and I think he would make a very good governor, uh, and he might win. So there you go. We've got uh, got, uh, uh, people in the wings who could remedy this situation? Well, he almost, Beto O'Rourke almost defeated Ted Cruz, and, uh, and, yes. and it was too close for comfort when it came to Cruz, and Cruz is popular. Is Abbott more popular than Cruz, in your in your opinion? Uh, definitely. I don't think anybody likes Cruz. Yeah. Why they voted for him, I do not know. I think uh, maybe it was name recognition. I have no idea. The fact that his last name is Cross. You know, the Holy Cross, uh, <laughs> uh, even though he looks like Mephistopheles. <laughs> but, uh, well, uh, they voted because anyway, he had the R next uh, to his name. Uh, is, I'm sorry? They voted for him because he had an R next to his name, and, and yeah, that's yeah. why. So Abbott is yeah. much more popular than Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. I would think so. And, and Cruz is supporting uh, Abbott right down the line? Uh, I'm sorry? Uh, Ted Cruz is supporting Greg Abbott right down the line? Uh, yes. As far as I know, I, I, it's, I think he's kind of lying uh, in this quarrel. I haven't heard him express himself, but I'm sure if, if he has a, uh, a town meeting and the question that he will stand with Abbott. Yeah. Wow. Um, and by the way, uh, Abbott's moral stance is, is also something interesting. Uh, for instance, uh, he has uh, instructed borderland police, those police along our southern border with Mexico, 
to stop, search, and impound cars of Hispanics with more than one passenger because they are suspected of carrying COVID-infected aliens. Wow. And that means that the police are instructed to racial profile anybody they see driving down the street or highway. And if they're Hispanic and they have more than one passenger, then they're probably uh, carrying COVID-infected aliens. And Abbott has also declared a state of emergency for the borderlands. And I think he even has uh, uh, some state troopers down there. Uh, trying to uh, uh, to keep keep people out um, on the on the theory that uh, uh, that the Delta variant is rampant rampant along the border, and uh, such is not true. Apparently, there's there are no more people in the hospitals down there than there are in Austin and San Antonio and Houston and Dallas, for instance. Uh, so it's not a state of emergency. It's simply something that he has declared in order to appeal to the Trumpist voters. Has anyone pointed out the irony that he's he's willing to let the the border guards and the uh, and the state troopers um, racial pro- profile to stop the Delta variant, but he won't mandate masks to stop the Delta variant? Yes, that's right. Right. <laughs> is, is, is it seem like a bizarro world when... Uh, yes, when exactly. Exactly. So he's contradicting himself, really. Uh, and then uh, he also Abbott, uh, attacked volunteer facilities designed to aid unaccompanied immigrant children. And he visited San Antonio and stood in front of Freeman Coliseum here uh, and uh, called it a hotbed of child abuse. And this was broadcast uh, across the nation uh, as he was standing out front of the Coliseum, not having, however, gone into the facility to see for himself. And, of course, it was a facility that was very well run. The people, the kids were being fed, which was another accusation, that they were being abused by not being fed as well as being sexually abused. Um, so um, <laughs> so uh, he was accusing all of these facilities and using Freeman Coliseum as an example of one abusive place um, because they had immigrant children in them. And, of course, immigrant children should not be here. They should be sent back to Mexico or Guatemala or Honduras or wherever they came from. Wow. Also, he's continuing to build Trump's wall on the border. And he has diverted $25 million to that project and taken it from uh, Texas uh, Department of Transportation's maintenance fund. So don't expect your potholes to be filled because it's going uh, to the border wall. Wow. What do the people feel about the border? Uh, do, do the majority of the people feel like there should be a wall? Well, I think the people on the border are split because they have family. A lot of them have family on both sides of the border, and 
uh, and they normally would be going back and forth visiting uh, their, maybe their parents are on the other side, uh, or cer- certainly other relatives are there. And uh, so-and-so has a new grandchild, but unfortunately, a wall has gone up, and I can't get permission to go over and see my grandchild. I mean, it's like that. Um, And uh, on the other hand, uh, there are these people who are coming across, wading across the Rio Grande, which is no longer grand, um, and uh, who are uh, fanning out in the desert Usually they're coming across in uh, uninhabited places where there is no uh, no wall yet. Uh, and then they're, uh, they're uh, dying on people's ranches. Um, so a rancher will be out to tend his cattle and will find corpses of people who have died of hunger and thirst. Uh, so there is that problem. And also uh, they may be breaking into... Uh, ranch houses and stealing food and water because they're desperate. Uh, so it is a problem that this wave of uh, refugees from Latin America is coming into our country. Uh, but uh, building a wall is not the solution. The solution is to try and figure out how how to stop the criminals from uh, uh, from threatening people, blackmailing people, try, forcing people to pay ransom money and uh, and all of that in these uh, Latin American countries so that the people flee. Uh, gangs uh, taking, uh, taking the uh, young men uh, into their ranks, and if they don't join, then killing them. Uh, that sort of thing is going on down there, so people have to run away. Uh, if we can't solve the problems for Latin America, or if they can't solve them for themselves, uh, this terrible uh, wave of refugees is going to continue. And of course, it's all the Democrats' fault. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Biden has caused it all. <laughs> yeah. He just got there seven months ago, but uh, it's all his fault. Yep. Yep. So there we are. Um, uh, you remember when Trump first came down that staircase and opened his campaign, he immediately characterized the Mexicans uh, as and the immigrants as criminals, rapists, and drug dealers. Right. And, of course, they've added since then uh, bringers of contagion. Yeah. Uh, any, anybody with a darker skin is uh, obviously uh, spreading, deliberately spreading COVID-19. Deliberately. In, in the form of the Delta variant. Right. <laughs> you know what I don't understand? Here's another question I have. Is uh, the the Hispanic folks that are dying to get it, literally dying to get into this country, many of them, um, and, uh, you know, through the southern border, uh, they, at on the surface and even deep beyond the surface, are, are Christians in the form of being uh, Catholic. So they're yep. from the Judeo-Christian faith. But specifically, they're, they're, they're for the most part, Catholic. And mm-hmm. they, uh, they are Catholic, and they are conservative in nature. They, yep. they have a, uh, 
a, a family uh, bond that's, uh, that's very strong. If you're the Republican Party, wouldn't you see these folks as being the future of the Republican Party? You know, this is, they very easily could be convinced to be, <laughs> to be Republicans, you know. I yes, they could. Yes, they could. If the Republicans would only open their arms to them, <laughs> yes, there's no question. Uh, because the values are very similar, and uh, and white American Catholics are very definitely Republicans because they are anti-abortion. Yep. And that's the, the and of course, uh, Texas has passed laws now. Uh, that will outlaw abortion too. This this uh, came over the news in yesterday's uh, paper. So all our abortion clinics are closing. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh boy. So our women now will either have to go to Mexico to get uh, an abortion and risk uh, having uh, uh, being butchered because uh, the controls, uh, medical controls, are not equal down there to ours. Uh, or else they'll have to travel out of state uh, and go north because uh, the southern states are all uh, attempting to do away with abortion. And I'm sure it will come up to, uh, before the Supreme Court, and uh, we know that that's a stacked situation there. So, You, um, you know what? I'll, I'll ask you a trivia question. What former president is to blame for setting the stage for that to happen? And uh, there's only one answer. It's not multiple choice. It's, uh, the, yes. yeah, I, I mean, he has set the stage. And the irony there is he's pro-choice. He's, he yep. was pro-choice. He, he changed to be pro-life because it was politically expedient for him to, to do so. But, I, I mean, can you imagine a, a lot of the problems that you are having in Texas and other folks are having uh, along the southern border? It, it's... It's caused by a man who could care less about either issue. Yeah. How about that? I, I mean, I am I off base or no? That's the, the, he's who caused it. Trump caused that. Yes. All right. Of course, Trump, as you say, Trump. Uh, I don't think Trump gives two hoots about religion to begin with. No. Uh, or any religious position to continue with. Um, uh, that he is uh, being painted as Christ on the on the cross, <laughs> which I saw in person on on the sixth of January. I went down as as you remember, I went down, yeah. and I I the hotel I stayed in. I interviewed people all night unofficially. Interviewed people. I was worried for my life. You know, if they thought I was a member of the media, they'd be. But uh, I saw this gigantic uh, this painting. Of Trump, nobody blinked at it. Nobody, I mean, other than uh, looked at it admiringly. Nobody said, "Oh, this is ridiculous." Uh, you know, how can you compare this man to Christ? But uh, uh, you know, nobody, nobody blinked at it. But there was a huge, there was a huge portrait of of Trump uh, there, and and poster form as Christ being crucified. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. Yes. With Melania kneeling at the foot of the cross, yes. Yeah, you've seen that. You've seen the image. Uh, oh yes, uh, it was. Uh, it was on uh, Facebook. I think it was broadcast, and uh, a friend sent it to me, so I do have it, um, and saw it and was shocked. 
utterly shocked and horrified that uh, uh, that this man, who, as I say, couldn't give two hoots about religion at all, and, and thinks he is God, and apparently his worshippers do too. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, madness, madness is abroad in this country, yeah. and uh, almost half of the population has has caught it like a disease. And there's no reasoning with these people. 71 million so people. So I don't know what yeah. the cure is going to be. Yeah. Well, 71 million people voted for him. And, um, yes. Yeah, just a, a amazing to me. Well, Doc, uh, it, do you have a, a final note on, on Texas, Greg Abbott, <laughs> and, and taking the I, – I think a big move is him taking the, the salaries away from the, the Democratic legislators because how long could mm-hmm. they hold out without money? Well, yeah, and the fact that uh, it doesn't just—you see—there's a blackmail element in that too, because uh, it doesn't just hit the legislators themselves; it hits all their employees. So all the people who depend on the state legislature and who are working for the Democrats um, are starving as well. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I think Abbott uh, calculates that. Uh, their consciences will not let them uh, continue the strike for long because their own people are suffering. You know, it's like a siege. Um, it's a siege. You take on the civilians and, yeah. uh, you know, like Vic, Vicksburg, you know, uh, Grant at Vicksburg, you uh, you take on the uh, the civilians and you starve them out and you uh, and you cause as much trouble for them. And that's basically the same the the same strategy here. It's terrible. Yes, mm, yes, it is. Yeah. Well, well, Doc, uh, it's uh, it, it's disturbing. You got a great state, but it is not acting very great right now. And nope. uh, what a uh, you know what a dilemma you're in. I fortunately Nuremberg uh, is a very rational man. So you at the local level, at the city yeah. level, you have a you have an excellent. Um, representative, and you, uh, you couldn't do we better do. than him if you searched. You could do a, a national search to find a a mayor that's uh, that's looking out for the people and for the little guy, and and uh, and somebody who I think is is very rational. And I don't think you could find a better man suited for for that position than than Norman. That's right. That's right. Of course, you would find lots of naysayers uh, in in the city of San Antonio, but I think the majority uh, is for him. Obviously, he was reelected by a landslide this pa- last time. So, oh, good man. Yeah, good man. Yep. Um, any uh, any final word? Well, let's hope that uh, either Strauss, Joe Strauss, or Beto O'Rourke will. Will stand forth. I think Beto is is uh, really considering it, and uh, there are lots of people who are tugging at his shirt, shirt him, saying, <clears throat> "Run for governor, Beto. You've got a good chance." And I think he does. <clears throat> you know, he would get national money. That's for sure. He would attract national money. Yeah, yeah, and he would. yeah. So, uh, Doc, uh, stay healthy and stay. Uh, uh, stay safe. I'm worried about this Delta variant, and yeah. I, uh, it's it's a real deal. 
and uh, you know anyone who who's downplaying it is gonna uh, is gonna suffer, or maybe all of all of us are gonna suffer um, by uh, by people downplaying it. But it's a serious variant. It's the hospitals are filling up in different places around, including your own area. But stay safe and God bless. Yes, and you too, and uh, and. Lucky you for being in New York State, where most people are vaccinated, and uh, there's there's not such a swell of of um, Trumpists. Yeah, we got. Uh, I think seventy one percent. New Yorkers, New York Republicans have always been smart, intelligent, logical, <laughs> good good financial managers, and all the rest of it. Uh, so I don't think they've fallen for the Trump line up there so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I, you know, uh, well, well said. Uh, Frank McKay, uh, wishing everyone good health. And you've been listening to Florence by him, Weinberg, uh, the uh, the doctor Weinberg. And she is the author of 15 books and she's uh, wonderful. And uh, she is uh, powered through a show. She just heard that she lost a friend, uh, a dear friend of, of many years. And right before the show, she had uh, heard that. So we appreciate her effort. And uh, to all of you, stay safe. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on The Florence Weinberg Show.